In today's episode of Unexpected Hauntings, we dive into some crazy stories. One story about an iPhone from hell. We'll find out more about that one. We also dive into a story about haunted houses. Are they really real? And lastly, we go through a story of this listener doesn't even know what happened. We're going to go into discussions about that and dive more into these stories as we go into our halfway segment episode of Unexpected Hauntings. Listen if you dare as we unfold stories of unexplained happenings and phenomena. Write in at unexpectedhauntings739 at gmail.com. This is where the unexpected and ghost stories are brought into reality. This is Unexpected Hauntings. That's right, everyone. Welcome back to Unexpected Hauntings. We have not forgotten about you. This is our middle episode of the spooky year, my friends. Uh, we are halfway there to Halloween, so I figured I'll do just a little bit of a taste of a couple of episodes for you guys that we've got for you through our Reddit area. And um, these stories that seem very, very interesting, very wild about an iPhone from hell. I'm really interested to go into that. That is a series part. Most of our episodes are series parts, so they have a continuation. And we like to dive more into those as well. But I hope that everyone is doing um, well so far this year, I know that, you know, it's been a little bit crazy with uh, with everything going down uh, just in the world in general. And I hope that everyone is having a wonderful, wonderful um, month. This is actually being um, recorded in the um Let's see. What is it? It's the the fifth day of um, of May. <laughs> um, sometimes you know it can be a little bit hard to to find out what the you know what the days are, right? Um, but um, we're really really excited to bring you some episodes here. It's been a long time, um, and you know we love to share ghost stories here around this time. Um, also, another thing is is we might be throwing some episodes live on Twitch. Um, that is right. I might actually be making my own Twitch channel just for Unexpected Hauntings and see how that goes. I feel like that would be kind of really neat to be able to do that so then that way it can have its own 18 plus view because we do tend to go a little bit 18 plus on these stories, to be honest with you. So, <laughs> um, so we would actually absolutely love, um, to be able to do that. So that might be in the works. And, um, again, I hope that everyone is doing well so far, my friends, we're going to be, um, also traveling to California in October. Um, there are some haunted attractions that might go to. So if that occurs, we might actually be doing that as well. 
So really, really exciting things coming up for Unexpected Hauntings. I hope that you're following us. Um, and if this is your first time here, then welcome in. Um, so we try to keep our stories as less gruesome as possible, but you never know what kind of stories we'll hear in here as we get these stories sent in. So with that being said, my friends, let's go ahead and hop into the first story of this episode my friends and again happy halfway to halloween we would love for you guys um, to have your support it's going to be very very fun here we go we're going to dive into the story that is entitled i don't know what just happened and we're going to do a little bit of a talking afterwards and kind of kind of see what we can kind of get from the story if you guys have any more input you can also email us at unexpectedhauntings739 at gmail.com. We would love your feedback. We would love some stories. You can send in a file for a story or send in a media file. We would really, really love to hear that. Anyways, guys, here we go. Let's dive into the story, shall we? I was driving home from work late at night when it happened. The sky is a stark darkness. The fog is thick and blinding, and I've yet to come across another car. My high beams are out, but my headlights work fine enough to light the way home. I'm driving when I pass the sign that reads Hutchinson's Bridge, and I instantly get shivers. I don't know the whole story, and from what I've heard, I don't think that anybody knows what really happened here either. But a while back, a few hitchhikers disappeared. A young man named Sidney Hawthorne and his fiancée, Taylor, high school sweethearts and recent graduates from law school, looking for a fun weekend hiking Hutchinson's Mountain, disappeared. Their vehicle was found on Hutchinson's bridge, abandoned, left in the middle of the road. Keys still in the ignition, car doors open, and the battery dead come the morning after they left. Rolled up sleeping bags, packed away tents, and hiking boots still untouched in the back seat of a car. Nobody's heard from them since. Their families and their friends nothing. They vanished without a trace. Of course, in a small town like this, people talk. Abducted by tall green men and flying sorcer sorcerers, some have said, or perhaps lost to the strong currents that lead out to the freezing sea. A bear attack? Double suicide? Runaways? But the one that scared me the most when I heard it was sightings of something not human. Their skin was inside out, their eyes glowed crimson red, their joints contorted in ways that created loud crunching of bone when they opened their mouth and screeched. It for sure meant death. None of this ever proven, however, just rumors. I passed the sign and I been, began to drive on the bridge. 
my tires sink into the west m wet mud. I want to drive as fast as I can, but I go slow because the road's slippery. Suddenly I freeze. I take my foot off the accelerator and I softly place it on the brakes. My brake lights shine red on pale skin. A woman, her eyes intense and wide. I can't move. My heart is pounding and throbbing in my chest. My heart, my hands grunt, grip tight around the steering wheel, but I can't move. Behind the car, I see her reflection in the car's mirror, and she stares back at me. Sweat begins to pull down the side of my face as I hear her bare feet sink into the wet mud when she moves closer to the passenger door. I'm stuck still. My breathing that of a drowned victim just recruciating. Bang! The woman's hands both pressed on the side window. And she stares right through me. Click. The car door opens slowly. The car light inside turns on and she's inside the car. Her hair dark brown and dirty. The light car lights off, turns off, and the door closes. She sits there and doesn't say a word. She's soaked from the rain, her pale skin barely noticeable under the mud. The car begins to move forward on its own. The woman begins to hum a song. I don't recognize it, but it's gentle, just like a lullaby. Her head's rested on the passenger's window. Please, who are you? I say, out of breath. She continues to hum the same lullaby, and the car continues to move. Please don't hurt me, please don't hurt me. Her hands nestled in her lap when I see a ring on her, on her wedding finger. I remember seeing that ring before, and then I realized I know who this woman is. From photos in old newspapers, from flyers plastered and shop fronts, and on wooden posts, it's Taylor. I say her name Taylor, and abruptly her head turns turns to me. Tears pull in her tears uh, pull in her eyes that are still intense. She stops humming and just stares at me in the eyes. Suddenly, a car passes on the other side of the road. Its high beams pull me out of Taylor's gaze, and I turn away. When I turn back, the seat's empty. The car door closed. No light inside the car turned on, and she vanished. My foot on the accelerator is moving the car forward, and my hands gripping the wheel steered its direction. I reached the end of Hutchinson's Bridge, and now I'm parked out front of my house riding this. I clearly, still, don't know what just happened. So, what is everyone's thoughts on that one? Um, again, this one is entitled, I Don't Know What Just Happened. Um, you can find these stories on Reddit. We like to find some stories here and there. And then we also pick some stories um, from people that send in the stories as well. Um, so, it seems like that might have been the ghost of Taylor um, 
that might have passed on that bridge. Um, and, and, you know, uh, that's just a very interesting story. Um, if you guys have any questions or, you know, have any ideas on uh, what it could possibly be, please um, don't hesitate. Email us at unexpectedhauntings739 at gmail.com. We would love to get your input on this. Um, uh, you know, apparently it could go it could go different ways. Um, it's very, very eerie. It's very e eerie as shit that, um, you know, she's singing that lullaby. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like you know that you don't you don't you don't want to go up to uh, a a person that you don't even know and they just have their head you know between their legs or whatever singing a lullaby that that just you know that's just a big red flag of just okay I'm not even gonna mess with this I'm gonna go my own way and um, you know gonna just uh, head on head on out of there you know because <laughs> uh we've seen how what happens in horror movies when you go and investigate right because you might end up turning into whatever that that girl was um it was very interesting i believe that it might be the ghost of taylor herself um and that once she left that threshold um she was no longer there because um she is bound to that bridge. That is what I think about it. Um, again, if you have any questions on that, um, please, please email us. We'd love to get your input on that. That would be amazing. That would be awesome. And um, also, if you'd like to, um, send us in uh, what your favorite story was. Um, this is going to be uploading, uh, uploaded, of course, on Anchor. So this goes out to Spotify, it goes out to uh, Stitcher, it goes out to all these other different um, podcast areas, Apple Podcast, um, and uh, let us know what you think. Let us know what we can bring to the platform. And again, like I said, we're going to be actually going to Twitch as well. Um, and those are probably just going to be just reruns to start, um, which is going to be really fun really wild and we're going to just see how that goes it's always fun to experiment on different social platforms um so we're going to see how that goes anyways guys let's go into the story that is called iphone from hell let's let's see this seems very interesting um and um who knows i mean you know sometimes i guess phones that don't work you know they can uh, they can cause a lot of problems and uh i you know sometimes i feel like my phone is from hell you know it's really slow really kind of clanky um and um all of that sorts my friends so let's dive into this story and let's see what we can dig from it shall we here we go. This is called The iPhone from Hell. This is a part one series of it. Um, and um, don't worry, we're going to definitely dive more into these parts um, as well. Here we go, my friends. I hope that you guys enjoy this.
I was scrolling through eBay one afternoon looking for a new phone after smashing mine to bits. After I found out Jennifer, now my ex-wife, was sleeping with our marriage counselor uh, when I just so happened to stumble upon a listing for a barely used iPhone 11 Pro that was listed for an incredibly cheap price. I clicked on the listing and began to read the description to figure out just what exactly was wrong with this phone. All the description read was inhabited by a demonic entity. After everything that had transpired in my life, I had absolutely no belief in any form of religion, whether good or evil. So without hesitation, I immediately clicked the buy now button. Little did I know that would be one of the most regrettable mistakes I would ever make. I went ahead and paid the extra 10 bucks to have it um, overnighted since I was in dire need of a phone. The next day around 11 a.m. the UPS truck pulled up outside my house and a man approached the door holding a package after signing for the package. I went back inside, ripped the box open so I could set the phone up with my contacts. When a small piece of paper fell out of the box landing to my feet, bending over, I picked it up and continued into the living room. Once entering the living room, I flipped the paper over, reading the words aloud, Whatever you do, under no circumstances should you ever answer any call to this phone from an unknown number. Laughing it off, I crumbled the paper up and tossed it into the wastebasket. While setting up the phone, I received a call from an unknown number. Believing in none of the demonic garbage... I swiped the answer button call, saying, Yo, who's this? The other end of the line immediately replied with, Hello, Johnny boy. Freaked out, I began shouting into the phone, I'm not going to ask you again, who the hell is this? I was rattled to my core by the fact that only one person ever called me Johnny boy. And it was my grandma and she had been dead for nine years now. Well, Johnny boy, you can call me by my given name, Beelzebub. The voice on the other end of the phone said, Who the hell are you and how do you know that name? I asked furiously. Hell! (laughs) Funny you mentioned that, for that is where your grandmother burns. The voice crackled out of out from the other end. Abruptly ending the call, I tossed the phone on the couch, walking to the fridge to grab myself a beer to calm my nerves. The phone rang out of the couch. Still spooked from the last call, I decided to just let the phone ring until the call was forwarded to voicemail. Once the phone stopped ringing, I put it on silent and sat down on the couch drinking another beer. The thought of that person on the other end of the phone had said had not left my mind as I sat there on the couch pondering over what had just heard. I decided to open my laptop and do a quick search of the internet for anything related to Demon Beelzebub. 
after 45 minutes of clicking on wiki links to different articles related to the Abrahamic religion, I finally found one that mentioned the demon Beelzebub. By name and classified him as a major demon in the Abrahamic religion. I began clicking out of this site as the phone screen lit up, glancing over to see what it was, the unknown number calling again. I answered, saying, Hello, Be Beelzebub, Lord of the Flies, Demon of Abrahamic Religion. I see after our first initial conversation that you did some research on me. I hope you found that you were what you were looking for, Johnny Boy, Beelzebub said from the other end of the phone. Well, I don't believe in any of the angel and demon crap, so you can cut the act and tell me what you really want, I said in frustration. Well, Johnny, you obviously didn't read too much about me. Let me explain a couple of things to you. Had you done all the research and would and you would have learned that I am not just any demon. I'm the original demon. Therefore, I am the strongest demon, and having managed to escape my prison, I have bound my very essence to this phone. Beelzebub explained. If you really are who you say you are, then show me what you're capable of, I said in a tinge of discomfort in my voice. Well, Johnny Boy, being the strongest of my kind comes with its own kind of gifts. See, I can replace anyone that you don't want in your life anymore with someone brand new. All you have to do is give me that person's name and it will be done immediately. Upon the end of the call, Beelzebub stated. So that was just a little bit of a taste of that story. That seems very, very interesting. I would definitely return that phone right away. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I guess, you know, they've got some, um, I guess that they have, you know, good reception in hell. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, that was definitely a very interesting story. I'm going to be definitely following up um, on this story. This is a fresh story. It was just seriously uploaded seven hours ago. Um, so it, it's um, very interesting stuff. Do you guys think that um, demons can talk through phones? Um, that kind of leads up to really interesting topic. Um I've actually had an experience of this. Um, I live actually live in Georgia. So um, I went over and visited Savannah um, a couple of times with some groups. And um, very interesting stuff has happened there. Um, I'm not going to name any of the places because um, I believe that we can't really go through the names. Um but um, one of them was actually kind of close to River Street. If you guys know where River Street is, then then you know probably what I'm talking about. Basically, this slave back in the day um, hung herself over the top balcony of this place. And supposedly she still um, roams the, the place on the second floor. 
Um, and uh, some some rumors were saying that she did it herself, and some rumors were saying that someone knocked her off um, and uh, made it look like it was actual suicide. Um, and so it was very interesting stuff. Um, I actually went over there overnight and had my phone on me, and um, it ended up dying you know, um, on the first floor. So, I mean, I forgot to charge it that night. So, you know, no big deal. It was, you know, it was dead, you know, from not charging it. Right. Um, and so when we went up to the second floor, nonstop, it kept ringing. It actually ringed <laughs> where the phone was dead. Um, it was the strangest thing and the strangest feeling I had ever, ever encountered. This happened maybe around, uh, this was their night, um, this was their night tour. So this happened around like around midnight to like, um, you know, 1230. So uh, it was kind of late into the night. And that was very, very alarming. Uh, both me and the tour guide looked at each other like, what? <laughs> and to be honest with you, the tour guide said he had never encountered anything like that before. They've heard doors slam. They've heard walking on the second floor, but they had never heard of a phone, a actual dead phone to ring. Um, <laughs> really interesting stuff. And it was actually an unknown call. Um, the, the, the dial on there, it said unknown. So I, I found this very interesting, very interesting story. Um, so, you know, I mean, things like that can happen. I mean, I feel like ghosts definitely have a power over, um, certain energies. They can latch this themselves on certain energies as well. Um, I think Savannah is such a huge hotspot because most of that area is on limestone. If you guys don't know, limestone is a very, very um, positive um, material for ghosts. Um, very, very easy for them to latch themselves on. So um, that being said... Very interesting having uh, having an iPhone being haunted. I definitely feel like that can happen. Um, if you have any questions or any answers or any um, experiences close to this, please feel free to email us at unexpectedhauntings739 at gmail.com. Um, all right, guys, I'm saving the best one, I think, for last. This one is about a haunted house. And if, if it's real, um, I know that there's a lot of doubt in haunted houses. Um, you know, I mean, especially, you know, the, the attractions, um, of course, you know, aren't that haunted. Um, but, you know, really come to terms, though, some of them actually are, um, <laughs> which makes it even more interesting and more scary um, to think of because it's like you're it's almost like a uh, you're charging it. You're charging that energy and making it stronger. So um, this is going to be a very uh, fun story, I believe. This was seriously just a day old. So most of these stories are are pretty fresh, pretty new. So guys, without further ado, here we go. This story is entitled Haunted Houses Are Real. I know because I'm in charge of one. Here we go.
I know they say haunted houses aren't real, but that is a lie. They do exist, and I live across the street for one. You don't have to tell me it sounds crazy, because I already know that. But I know it's true because I've seen I've been entrusted with making sure that nobody goes inside. Let me backtrack and start from the beginning. Me and my fiance, Sophie, were looking for a house. Our apartment at the time was small and falling apart, and we wanted to build a life together. God, I miss her so much. We wanted to have children and grow old together, but now it's all ruined. We looked at a lot of houses, but our budget was tight, so we found this one. We jumped right on it. It was in a good, good condition. A nice little neighborhood in the suburbs of Columbus. A price that was too good to be true. We hadn't heard the rumors until after we bought it. They said that the house across the street was haunted, that everyone who set foot on the property died in some terrible way or other. It hadn't had an owner for 30 years. I didn't believe them at first, of course, but then I witnessed it with my own eyes. A group of teens had stood in front of the house on the sidewalk for a good 20 minutes as I watched from the window. It wasn't creepy. I just wanted to make sure um, just wanted to make sure they didn't do anything stupid or destructive. It looked like they were playing truth or dare. One of them was being shoved by the others closer and closer to the overgrown weed-covered front lawn. He had been dared to touch it. See, the rumor said it was the whole property, and that included the front lawn and not just the house. The house was old, the paint chipped and faded, the front porch sagged from neglect. The front lawn was green in patches, mostly weeds that dared to sprout from the coarse dirt. The front door was solid wood and miraculously it looked to be in good condition. The screen door, on the other hand, was not so fortunate. It hung from one hinge, and it looked like at any minute, the whole door frame might collapse on itself. Surrounding the lawn was a wrought iron fence that came up to about three feet. It was this fence that the teen boy now tripped into. His foot slipped through one of the gaps and planted itself firmly into the dead lawn. He immediately jumped back and turned to yell at his friends. After a minute more, they walked away, patting him on the back. I remember feeling scared for a while, but then my rational mind took over and told me he was fine. I didn't see anything too dim. Now, did I? No, he just stepped on some dead grass in front of a spooky old house. He was fine. He had still thought the rumors were just that, rumors. But then the next morning, as I sat on the sofa drinking my coffee and watching the news with an absent mind, I saw a picture of the boy. The headline read, Teen Boy Evan Milston Killed in Tragic Car Accident. 
I did a double take. What? There's no way. That was impossible. In my head, I played it off as coincidence, but I could feel something was off. My heart was racing as I peered out the window uh, at the ominous structure across the way. This was a nightmare. No, it was just a coincidence. The next few days, I watched as little kids safely rode their scooters past the yard and as adults jogged by carefully to avoid the stray blades of grass that peeked out from behind the fence. It seemed that everybody knew to avoid it. Not a week after buying the house, there was a mysterious letter in our mailbox. No sender address, only a stamp and my name printed on neat handwriting to the envelope. My heart racing, I stared at the stark envelope. My shaking hands tore open the paper and removed the letter. I read it with a hazy mind and blurry eyes. It said, Dear Brandon Peters, This is for your eyes only. Once finished reading, burn this letter. Do not allow anyone else to see this. You are the owner of this house. As you have most likely heard across the street is a house that they call haunted. It is not haunted. It is alive. I don't know how, but it bends in reality to kill anyone who enter. All but you. You are the sole companion. It is your job to tame that thing and all of its evil. It was... I was in your place before you. And as my successor, it is my job to do better than I did and protect the world and all of its people from the monster that inhabits the house. You have been chosen by fate. I'll bet a cruel one. It is your responsibility to make sure that nobody gets hurt. You have to keep watch on that house every single day. There is no excuse. If someone dies, it is your fault. Sorry for the burden, Saf. If you have any questions, please reach, reach me at this number. So now you all know what happened. I don't want to do this. I have, a con I have to contact this Saf and tell them I can't do this. I'm getting married. I have a job. I can't do this. Sophie keeps telling me it's just a prank. It is just a prank, right? Okay, I'm calm. I'm going to call the number and see what happens from here. I'm going to tell them that I can't do this. I'll just move out. I'll find another house. It's not going to be fine. I'll update after I get this all sorted out. There is no way in hell I'm sticking around here. I'm posting, posting this with the hope that someone can help me. Please, anybody. I don't want to deal with this. I don't care if it's stupid fucking responsibility. I just want to go back to the way things were. All right, so what would you do if you just now moved in 
to your house, right? You're really excited. This is probably the first house that you've moved in with with your significant other, right? Um, and then you realize, oh shit, the house across the street is haunted. And I just got a letter saying that that fucking house is mine. <laughs> um, that would be a lot to do with, especially when you're, you know, about to get married and everything. Um, that is the last thing on your mind for sure. Um, and, uh, I would definitely be interested to know what happens. I'm pretty sure we would all be interested to know what happens once, um, once this viewer calls this Seth, um, and, uh, sees what's really going on here. And the real question is, um, if, you know, this Seth was in charge of the, of the house and, and doing what, uh, he said that was supposed to be in charge of, then, you know, what has he been doing to fix the thing? Because it seems like he's not doing the right thing to fix it. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I, like, I always thought it'd be really cool to be able to buy, um, property or a house like Amityville or, um, you know, some, some haunted house like that, like the conjuring house. Um, but it's funny cause I would just buy it just to say I have it and to be able to take pictures of it. I probably would not even go inside that place. Um, but uh, you have to definitely be very, very careful with that stuff. Uh, but if you were to ever go in a haunted house such as that, definitely would reach out to a priest, get some holy water, get that going, you know, um, and uh, say, you know, some prayers before you go into that haunted house. Because you never know. Uh, they're saying it, it's the haunted house. It could be the haunted house. But um, that's the thing, though, is... It could be that, or it could be that there's something else that's haunted in that house that's latching themselves onto someone. Um, so very interesting stuff for today. Again, um, so, so excited. This is our halfway mark to Halloween. Um, so I'm really, really excited about that. I know it's been a long time since we've posted an episode. Um, but this is just kind of a taste of what we have to um, to show for you in October. It's going to be great. Well, I'm also looking for some people um, to have on the show as well um, to get some of their ghost stories together and all of that. Um, it's very interesting. We're actually recording this through um, Streamlabs. So it's very interesting stuff. Incorporating, incorporating more into the stream deck um, with the sounds and everything. So I'm really, really excited about that. And um, it's going to be great. Also, again, if you would have any ghost stories that you'd like to share, um, send it into a um, Word document form. Or, um, if you'd like, send in a recording with a media file. Um, that would be amazing. Um, and most likely an MP3 format, if that's possible. Um, but anyways, have a wonderful, wonderful um, rest of your day. Whatever time it is, whatever day it is. Um, and I hope that you guys enjoy this episode. 
of unexpected hauntings as we celebrate our halfway point to Halloween. Have a great one, my friends, and stay spooky.